0: This is Husker Online, your authority on Nebraska athletics. We all know that this this league is super physical, um, good competition week in and week out. And I think you're going to need, you know, you're going to need a good rotation, whether through injury or just, you know, getting fresh bodies in there. You're playing some of these teams that are going to run the ball and try to wear you out. You need to get some fresh bodies in there. And I think that we've finally got the point where we can we can roll some of these guys through and keep everybody fresh.
1: And welcome back here to the Husker Line Show. Sean Callahan, Robert Washington, A-Class. That was defensive coordinator Eric Schnander again on his uh, appearance on the Husker Sports Network here as they get ready for training camp and mini camps to open Friday. But, guys, um, there was a big announcement this week by the NSAA, uh, the Nebraska High School Activities Association, um, where you know, they made the announcement, we are moving forward status quo with the start of high school sports in August. This comes on the heels of obviously some states like California that are not going to begin high school football till December, January, ending it in April. Um, you know, I, I talked to one Omaha athletic director this week, and he said we actually had a call from a California person that wants to move their kid to Omaha to play high school sports. Uh, because their daughter's a senior volleyball player, and this is going to screw up everything for her, um, you know, not being able to play. Um, so, you know, I thought it was a, a, a smart approach by the NSAA. There's a big announcement still coming from the um, Omaha Public Schools on their plan starting August 3rd. There'd been a lot of smoke that OPS could just say, you know what, um, we're, we're not going to play fall sports because of the risk involved. Um, they're already going to be in a remote learning 3-2 plan. NSA gets kind of in front of that and said, "This is the plan. We're moving forward with this, and it will be interesting now to kind of see what OPS and to an extent LPS. LPS has already said, as long as we're not in the red, they'll be playing sports. But OPS August third will kind of make the next announcement.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's another encouraging." Part to all this, Uh, I mean, I don't know if it necessarily has any correlation with the likelihood of of college football, but you know, certainly uh, from a regional perspective, to be able to give kids that opportunity, especially seniors, that. Um, you know, like you said, kids in California, they're having their senior seasons taken away from them. And, you know, to be able to just play uh, is such a valuable thing right now. And I agree. I think it's it's good on the NSAA to just kind of move forward. And until things happen otherwise that kind of force your hand – to dial things back, then you just kind of make the most of the situation that you have. And uh, in the grand scheme of things, you know, we have talk about all the disadvantage that, you know, kids around this region have, you know, look at, look at the high school basketball tournaments that are going on right now, the exposure that kids in this area are getting, and now being able to play high school football. Uh, I mean, these are opportunities that not every kid in the country is getting. And so, you know, Nebraska is uh, certainly taking advantage of, um, you know, the, the perks of being in a, in a part of the country that is relatively kept this thing under control
0: yeah there's no doubt about that and I and I feel bad for the kids in California in particular where you know they they were some of those tweeners or or maybe those late bloomers that were really needing to be seen in the spring by college football coaches Um, and and they had their spring evaluation period taken away from them and now they you know and they were going to have to put up you know some nice senior film and now that's kind of been taken away from them in the fall um, and then I think it's pretty unrealistic to expect teams out there, college programs, to, to kind of hold back a couple scholarships to you know then evaluate in the spring and hopefully add players from California after that so I mean I just don't see that happening and so I, I'm not surprised to hear that you know, a parent from California is wanting to send their their son or their daughter whether it's to an Omaha player, high school yeah football player volleyball player whatever um, you know, to somewhere where they can play in the fall because that's I mean that's potentially life-changing for some of these kids who are relying on a a sports scholarship to, to go to college.
1: I mean, it's just different. We think things are shut down or, you know, tight everywhere here, obviously. And, you know, you compare it to other parts of the country, you know, I have a cousin, Robin, you met her in Fresno a couple of years ago. She reached out to me. She goes, we're Sean, we're coming to Nebraska for vacation because we just got to get out of California right now. It's just, you know, it's just a different Mm -hmm. way of life compared to where we're at here. And, um, you know, the, just, yeah, the high school landscape, you know, Nate, you saw Florida announce they're going forward with high school. Florida, Georgia. Texas. Is, yep, um, Texas. So it, it, it's just such a weird dynamic across the country um, to see, you know, the approaches and, so, and New Mexico is not playing. They're going to play in the spring, by the way. Uh, New Mexico is... Um, you know, and they have a Democratic governor. there, a little bit different. You know, we have more covid cases in New Mexico, but they have more deaths than Nebraska does by almost double. Mm-hmm. Um, so d- d- just different approaches being taken in um, politics, obviously plays a big part in that in every one of these states.
2: So, Nate, I'm curious you know, with kids, not only in Nebraska, but, you know, around the, the area, we always talk about the 500 mile radius, you know, for, for Nebraska football. What does that do, being able to actually evaluate kids that you would normally recruit as opposed to uh, you know, USC or whatever that aren't able to see kids in person, maybe to the level that Nebraska will uh, from a, just an evaluation standpoint? How valuable is that?
0: Well, it's, it's huge to be able to, to see how a kid that maybe you've had your eye on since you were able to, to go out during the contact period last, you know, last winter, whether it be in December or January – Um, And and then you weren't able to see them kind of progress or or how they've developed in the spring. So to be able to then watch them, uh, watch their senior film, to watch their first three or four games of their senior year, uh, to see exactly where they're at in their development, um, I mean, it's a huge advantage compared to – trying to project somebody off of their junior film, what they may have looked like as a senior or or what they, you know, how they may have developed or, or you know, watching just um, a kid go through drills on a, on a Twitter, you know, a 30-second Twitter highlight or whatever. So um, being able to, to actually evaluate the film is, is a huge advantage.
1: Nate, I'm not saying this is going to happen, but can you imagine, let's just say this scenario of OPS said we're not going to play fall sports because of the risk involved. Can you imagine just the transferring that would go on? Oh, man. I mean. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that would be the Wild West. It would be like, I mean,
1: remember SMU when they, Pony, yeah. I mean, when they had like uh, coaches in the parking lot of SMU and yeah. it was like an open recruiting fair? I mean, <laughs> you'd have Burke, Ber- Prep, Westside, you name it. They, they would all be out there. Yeah. Just <laughs> try, I because. A lot of those. I mean, it would just be devastating. So we hope. I hope that they make yeah, the right call. And because I don't. Yeah. If, if they did this and everybody else went forward with football, it would never be the same. Mm-hmm. I mean, these schools would have a hard time, in my opinion, recovering from that especially if they were able to go transfer and, and, and go elsewhere if they wanted to play athletics. No
2: question because you know that would set the the precedent and you know kids follow their friends their older brothers and their you know older friends and if there's a movement to go away from OPS schools uh, and those are positive experiences I mean that that could definitely set the trend. <laughs> Can you imagine like somehow like Frost organizes it where like all these OPS kids that like, go to like Wood River and just <laughs> <laughs> Make it like this dynasty where they like win every game by fifty. Well, that, That'd be I mean, that could that could legitimately
0: happen. I'm not necessarily Wood River, but there's going to be you know if OPS did shut down, there's going to be some some schools that would go from being you know maybe a good team to all of a sudden
1: Lewis Central over the river might get a few yeah. Nebraska. I mean, yeah.
0: seriously, it, that that would it would it would completely change things for a very very long time yeah. um, if that were to happen. I
1: even thought about it. Like let's just say. LPS did something like that, like all of a sudden, like if Pius kept playing or Lincoln Christian or even Norris neighboring mm-hmm. communities, Waverly, yep. I mean, they would probably gain a lot of these class A guys that want to have a senior year particularly. Um, so not a lot of good. I mean, I, I, I'm i a big believer that it should be a parent's choice, a family's choice uh, on this matter, um, especially on something that really decides a guy's future. I mean, for some of these kids in an OPS school, a football scholarship at any level might be you know, their ticket to life, you know, getting a college scholarship at NAIA or D2 or wherever, uh, the opportunities, if you take that away, um, that that's going to be really, really hard for me to, to, to see the, the reasoning behind
2: it. Yeah, I mean, it's all about liability. You're talking about OPS probably being the, the highest concentration of uh, people dealing with this virus in the state. And so, you know, they want to make sure that they're not, you know, putting people at risk and setting them up self up for a lawsuit. That's basically what it comes down to. Well, yeah,
1: to. you look at the map of zip codes for Douglas County and 68107, it's where I grew up in South Omaha. There's over 1,600 cases in that one zip code that encompasses Omaha, Bryan and Omaha South with over a 30% positivity rate. I mean, that's the highest in the state. There's mm-hmm. not a zip code in the state with any more than five or 600 cases. So, I mean, their, their dynamics are definitely a lot different mm-hmm. when – you know, a majority of Nebraska's cases are in that district. So um, we'll be, it'll be interesting to see kind of what OPS does on that front next. When we come back, uh, we're going to take your questions in the mailbag. You're listening here to the Husker Online Show.